Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, George Bush, George W. Bush wrote a piece pushing bipartisan immigration reform. I've got to tell you folks something, and I'm serious about this. George Bush and the rest, they have no idea what we're up against. Do they not understand what Joe Biden is doing on the border? They want to talk about bipartisan immigration reform. How do you have bipartisan anything? They're attacking the fundamental laws in this country. They are taking steps to destroy our culture and our economic system. They want to destroy separation of powers and the independence of the court, which they are daily threatening. And he's talking about we need bipartisan immigration reform. Has he talked to Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy was on the show the other day, and he said Joe Biden hasn't talked to him since he's been inaugurated, that he's reached out to the president, and he hasn't reached back, that he has sent him letters, that he's made phone calls, nothing, nothing. So we have this this sort of virtue signaling, this preening by George W. Bush about We need bipartisan immigration reform. And exactly how do you get there? Joe Biden's not interested in any of this. You have the bumbling boozer Boehner who's out there saying, I get along, I've got a... I get along with George W. Bush while he's trashing conservatives left and right. He's such a buffoon. He's known Biden for decades. Biden will work a deal. Biden doesn't even talk to the Republicans. There's a week or two ago where McConnell said that Biden hadn't talked to him. 
And so he brings window dressing in. Some of these rhinos to sit in the Oval Office. They'll sit there an hour, hour, 20 minutes until Joe has to go to the restroom. Then they're cordially dismissed. And he's mocking them. He's laughing at them. He's going around them. So I don't, I don't understand this bipartisan immigration reform. What other bipartisan reforms shall we have? Is George W. Bush concerned that Joe Biden has helped keep our schools sheltered because of the teachers' union? I mean, the unreality is unbelievable to me. We have to defeat Joe Biden. We have to defeat the Democrats. We've got to get our country back. Does he not notice the riots in the streets? I thought all those were supposed to end when Donald Trump left office. Well, they haven't ended. Have you noticed the full-throated attacks by the Democrats against the rioters? Well, if you have, I haven't. Certainly not. It's really quite unbelievable. It's like uh, some of these Republicans live in, uh, in, in a completely different world. They want to be seen, of course, as, well, as what? They want to be seen, of course, as, uh, as, as bipartisan and so forth. Now, there's a couple other things here. I want to talk about the New York Times and the media. Because the hatchet job that was done on Trump and you and the American people throughout the election is just appalling. You know, when the story first came out from the New York Times, alleging that President Trump was aware that Putin and the Russians put bounties on the heads of American troops and Trump didn't do anything about it and didn't even condemn it. Did that sound right to any of you? Did that sound accurate to any of you? Of course not. That makes sense to any of you? Of course not. Donald Trump loves his country. He loves the American military. The idea that he would be aware that Putin has put bounties on the heads of American soldiers in Afghanistan, was always preposterous. If these things sound preposterous, they are preposterous. But the New York Times pushed it. The media, the rest of the media pushed it, and then the Democrats pushed it, including Joe Biden, all summer. They couldn't stop. I was saying here, wait a minute, we've gotten some information from some in intelligence that this is not accurate. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, said... It's not accurate. It's not the intelligence that I have. It didn't matter. They wanted it to be true. And they wanted to use it for their campaign and politically. It was a lie. The Biden intelligence agency said it was based on very weak intelligence. In other words, it never happened. It never happened. So what will the New York Times do now? It'll do absolutely nothing. It'll hope you forget with all the rest of the static going on. It's like 60 Minutes in CBS. The outrageous hit job it did on Governor DeSantis in Florida. Did they apologize? No, they didn't apologize. They didn't apologize at all. They had some stupid comment given by the woman, the reporter who was responsible in part for what took place, 
But they never apologized. They didn't issue a correction. So the media are not only in the back pocket of the left of the Democrat Party, and that's abundantly obvious, but they're arrogant about it. They're brazen about it. And they don't give a damn what you think about them. You want to know why? Because they have dismissed half the country. All of you. All of you. They're in business not to report, but to advance the cause, to advance the cause of the left and the Democrat Party. That is the base of the corporate media. That is the base of big tech. And so they're not promoting free speech. They're not promoting truth. They're not promoting factual information. They're promoting their agenda. And it's almost as if they're saying, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You can't touch us. Now, Just the News, John Solomon's excellent website, is talking about latest New York Times story to crumble follows long history of journalism failures. Ashley Rinsberg, author of The Gray Lady, winked how the New York Times misreporting fabrications and distortions radically alter history, explains that the cause of the Times, decades of misreporting. Decades of misreporting. Now what's the New York Times going to do? Are they going to print on a retraction or a correction on this hideous story, this lie that they pushed? They're going to apologize? They're going to do the kind of reporting that will get as much coverage and profile as the original story? No. No, they won't. Rinsberg says that's what happened time and again. The big story break, and there's a lot of hoopla, and there's a lot of coverage, and the narrative gets cemented. And when the story turns out to be false or mistaken or what have you, there's either a very small correction that's printed at the bottom of the article that very few people will pay attention to or nothing at all. So he said, I think in this case, we'll see what happens, and hopefully the Times will do the right thing. Well, I don't know why he thinks that. He said that, from what I learned through years and years of researching this book and diving into these major historical episodes, it was never the case, and it's still not the case, that the Times is able to take responsibility and to act in an accountable way with these errors. He's exactly right. Now, one of the reports the Times fabricated was on the bombing of Nagasaki, Rinsberg explained. The Times reporter, William Lawrence, had been, quote, a great science reporter, unquote, who was so on top of the story about nuclear physics and the development being made at the time that he was really well ahead of the government in terms of his understanding of what was going on. Then Lawrence was suddenly reporting on vitamin B and studies related to smoking and cancer and really humdrum stuff for the time. And the question was kind of, why, what happened? He reappears on the scene in one of the bombers on the way to bomb Nagasaki. And he writes this great report, this news report about being on the bombing run where he's actually watching the bomber drop the bomb on Nagasaki. He was the only reporter to have that kind of access. And he says, and you know, when you think about it, that makes sense. There should be no reporters watching a nuclear bomb being dropped on the civilian population. Now, what turned out to be the case was that he had been hired by the Department of War to lend a hand, and euphemism turned, to basically give them cover and run with the complete lie that there was no such thing as radiation sickness. That when they dropped this bomb, it was just a bigger version of conventional bomb. I have a better example. And I've mentioned it to you time and again, and I wrote about it on Freedom of the Press. 
which is really the book on the press. I did an entire chapter on the New York Times. So bad is the New York Times. As I was doing my research, I said, I can't ignore this. The New York Times is the worst of the worst. It's worse than all the other media operations combined. I know some of you are scratching your heads, but it is. And they use it as the gold standard, and that's the, uh, that's the ironic joke. This corporation, the New York Times, which is in business and makes a fortune, or did, on supposedly reporting news, is relied on to provide facts. And during the Holocaust, it covered it up. Passing mentions of it in the back pages. Very rare. The owner of the New York Times, Sulzberger, he didn't want to make public what was taking place in Europe. It wasn't hard to ignore it. Hitler was announcing it. He was proud of it. European newspapers were writing about it. But not the New York Times. And by the way, not the Washington Post. Not the New York Times, not the Washington Post. Franklin Roosevelt didn't want them reporting about it. As well. Now I'm going to tell you something that hurts me deeply into my soul. And I mean this in all seriousness. Both of those newspapers. The New York Times and the Washington Post. This really is painful for me to say. Very painful. Were owned by Jewish families. Who were not religious. They were secular Jews who put their politics before their faith, who put their politics before their country, just as so many do today. And as those voices were screaming from those ovens, as those voices were screaming, the New York Times ignored them. Less than 10 years earlier, when Stalin decided to wipe out the peasants in Ukraine, just as Putin hopes to attack Ukraine now, the New York Times not only ignored it, it took Stalin's propaganda and put it on the pages of the New York Times via Walter Durante, the Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times reporter who'd been there in Moscow for 12 years and was on the take. Stalin set him up with a girlfriend, set him up with a car, set him up with the best meals, paid him money and so forth. New York Times management knew it. But he was very popular. They covered up the slaughter of millions of Ukrainians by the communists, the Soviets. And I could go on and on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the gold standard of the Democrat Party. This is the gold standard of the left-wing movement in this country. This is the newspaper that's read in every newsroom in this country before they decide what to focus on each and every day. And they lied about President Trump. And not just lied affirmatively, but by omission. They helped cover up the Hunter Biden story. They were among the leading outlets pushing the Russia collusion hoax. And they're still at it today. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. The New York Times based that story on, again, anonymous sources. Other media outlets ran with it. Some of them even said they had independently verified it. They lie. This takes us back to a subject that we've talked about and really that Clarence Thomas brought up originally uh, in one of his dissents. And that is New York Times versus Sullivan. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, are we better off today because of that decision? But the New York Times runs such stories in order to impact the election, such outrageous stories. And you saw other outrageous stories about Kavanaugh and what happened with him, allegedly, and on and on and on. We are being inundated with lies, dressed up as news reports. Time to damage conservatives and Republican candidates, particularly Donald Trump in this case, but you watch the future. Are we really being served well as a public, as a relatively free people? Are we being served well now by this media? No. What would have happened If the laws prior to New York Times versus Sullivan had been in place, state defamation and other laws, they would have been sued by Donald Trump. And they would have lost. And they would have paid a price. And the reporters might be personally liable. And probably even fired. Today what happens is, it's a hiccup. They move on to their next target, their next smear, And the American people are utterly disserved by the Holocaust-denying New York Times and the rest of the media. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Now, the Daily Caller put together a montage of comments in June and July of last year on cable news and by Democrats on the now discredited Russian bounty story, which was discredited by me at the time. Was it not, Mr. Producer? It's amazing. And I'm not going to force you to go back and dig it up. But we could. But what's the point? I think Jonathan Tubin understands that, right, Mr. Producer? Anyway, Jeff, no, not him. Not Jeffrey. Jonathan, they're, they're both there. One keeps his pants on and one does not. Anyway, I want you to listen to this montage of Jake Tapper, an ABC News reporter, Rachel Maddow, Wolf Blitzer, Brian Stelter, another ABC News reporter, Larry O'Donnell, CBS reporter, Chris Cuomo, Joe Scarborough, CNS guest, MSNBC host, Brooke Baldwin, Joy Reid, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, and so forth. They want to believe. And they want you to believe that Donald Trump would turn the other cheek on this report that he was aware and he was informed that Vladimir Putin was paying bounties to kill American soldiers, which turns out to be a flat-out lie and just shows you how poisonous and cancerous the media are today, how they're really helping to, to destroy this country. Cut 10, go. In our worldly today, President Trump dismissing the Russian bounty intelligence story as a hoax meant to damage him and Republicans. The president often touts his What do you say? What do you say about that, Jake? You, uh... You sarcastic jerk. You snide buffoon. You embarrassed by this? Start at the top, Mr. Producer, please. Go ahead. In our worldly today, President Trump dismissing the Russian bounty intelligence story as a hoax meant to damage him and Republicans. The president often touts his relationship with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin. The White House also responding tonight to a bombshell report accusing Russia of offering bounties to the Taliban to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan. And now you know from this reporting in the New York Times, which has since been confirmed by the Wall Street Journal, that not only does the president know that Russia was paying for American soldiers' deaths. So stop. Stop. CNN, relying on the New York Times, ABC relying on the New York Times, the detestable Rachel Maddow at MSNBC saying it was independently verified by the Wall Street Journal. These, these media organizations, they just lie. Go ahead. 
Post is now reporting that the alleged Russian bounties to Taliban fighters in Afghanistan are believed to have resulted in the deaths of U.S. troops. Now, let's stop. So now you have CNN citing the Washington Post, which says that these bounties the Russians placed on American soldiers via the Taliban actually killed American troops. Now, we know the story is a lie. So look at all these media organizations, these corporate media types. Look at how they conduct themselves. Go ahead. It's a New York Times story about a stunning U.S. That's not a prepubescent girl. That's Brian Stelter. Go ahead. Finding that Russia secretly ordered, uh, offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops. So comes under fire over those bombshell reports that the White House was told Russia was paying bounties to kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan. The most important application of that question is what did the president know about Vladimir Putin offering a bounty for the killing of American soldiers in Afghanistan? And when did he know it? A senior Afghan official confirmed to CBS News that the reports were not only true, but the Russian government achieved some success. Oh, stop. Now, CBS has independently confirmed the story from a senior Afghan official. So the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and CBS independently confirmed the story, which was a lie. And the New York Times relied on anonymous sources, which was a lie. Go ahead. Barry Cayley, I cannot tell a lie, McEnany, insists the president does in fact read... What a snarky piece of crap this Fredo Cuomo is, Mr. Tough Guy, picking on women, much like his brother, I guess. Go ahead. Everything he needs to read, we need to look at the real threat to U.S. troops and the risk that Russia... I'll put it to you this way. That story was a lie. Trump never turned away, was never told that Putin... He's put a bounty on soldiers' heads, but I will say this. Cuomo's brother's brother's responsible for the death of innocent American citizens, many of them. People's parents and grandparents in nursing homes. You puke. Go ahead. Bounty on their heads. That Americans found out this weekend that Vladimir Putin is paying to put bounties on the heads of American troops. Joe Scarborough is a very stupid and sick man. He's a very stupid and sick man. You can hear him how stupid he is and how, how sick he is. He just can't help himself. He can't help himself. Right out of the movie Deliverance, right off the bridge. The inbred on the bridge grew up to be Joe Scarborough. Don't they look alike? You sure he wasn't a child actor, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. Then that the White House was warned about Russia offering bounties, actual bounties to kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan. He's not even there yet. He's still suggesting that the reporting about the fact that there were these bounties offered is fake. Meanwhile, your organization, The New York Times and others, are getting some fairly detailed... Uh, well, your organization, The New York Times, of course, had a Holocaust and uh, covered up by what Stalin was doing in the Ukraine and has been really quite anti-American, anti-Semitic for decades now. Your organization has reported, authoritatively, I might add, that, in fact, President Trump did know about all this, right? Right. Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead. How it actually works. Despite those denials, over and over, sources tell CNN that last week the U.S. even shared that intelligence with British officials. Wow, now CNN has independently confirmed. 
So that's NBC, excuse me, that's, uh, yeah, that's the Wall Street Journal, CBS, of course, led by the New York Times, CNN. Wow, they all independently confirmed a story that never happened. Go ahead. British troops would have been targeted as well. Yeah, that to, to say nothing of, t- of putting bounties on, on American troops. Um, it's unbelievable, Joy. Yeah. Public reporting that Russia had bounties on the heads of American soldiers. And you know what a bounty is? This is it's, Kamala Harris. He puts a price on your head and they will pay it if you are killed. Yeah, we know what a bounty is. <laughs> she didn't cackle, I noticed. Yeah, we know what a bounty is. And we know what abusing little kids from south of the border, encouraging them to come to the United States is also. We know kids getting raped. You seem really concerned about that, as does your idiot boss, Jim Crow Joe. Very, very worried about it. Both of you rushed to the border to get information on what's taking place. Oh, you didn't. Both of you reversing course on your policy. Oh, you didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, the media, the left in this country, they don't give a damn about you or fellow human beings or anything. This is all about power. It's all about pushing a narrative. It's all about them. Every damn one of these people, when you listen to the way they talk and what they're about, these are egomaniacal narcissists. There is no reason for Joe Scarborough to be on TV. He's an idiot. Might as well pull somebody out of an insane asylum or a homeless guy off the corner. Give him a shave, cut his hair, take off his raincoat, give him a tie and jacket. That's Joe Scarborough. That's Joe Scarborough. And so we have this lie. And now I want to hear from Jen Pasaki. Cut 11, go. Uh, did the assessment of the Russian bounties include whether President Trump and his senior uh, administration, administration officials uh, had been briefed on the threat? So here you have a reporter sucking air through his or her mask. Here you have a reporter sucking air through his or her mask and uh, wanting to keep pushing the story. Okay, okay, it's false, but was Trump briefed on it? Was Trump, listen, we know it was false, but was Trump briefed on it? Now, does that make sense to anybody? president said he hadn't heard about it. Go ahead. assessment was done by the intelligence community to look at available intelligence. Um, so it wasn't looked at briefings or who has been briefed. It was looked at available intelligence. A lot of that came from detainees. Uh, some of that, uh, and, and, and hence uh, we announced it was low to moderate confidence. But uh, it's really not done through the prism of politics no, or the prism no. of current and past, uh, uh, you know, uh, political appointees, but Mm, done through mm -hmm. the intelligence available and what can be assessed on that basis. Ah, very good. Thank you for clearing all that up. Another hit job on Donald Trump. More lies to the American people. If they're not covering up for the left, they're lying about us than the people we support. What was done to Donald Trump? His candidacy? His presidency? His 2016 candidacy, what was done to Donald Trump is what fascists and Marxists do to their opponents. It's what sleazeballs and buffoons do to the American people. All those media outlets, all of them, lied through their teeth. 
They didn't independently verify a damn thing. And they accused our president, our president, and it was day after day, week after week, month after month, they were giddy about it, of having received intelligence that the Russians had paid bounties to the Taliban to kill American uh, soldiers. None of it was true. And it didn't matter. And they move on. Attack the next person. Attack the next conservative. Attack the next conservative talk show host or Fox host. Or a governor like DeSantis. Just attack, attack, attack. The media in this country are contributing to the death of this country. Then they walk around and beat their chests about freedom of the press. There is no press. There are propagandists. So the question isn't freedom of the press anymore. It's freedom of the propagandists. I'll be right back. Mark I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. To quote my man Marvin, Mr. Producer on the Gem Shopping Network, we are moving and we are grooving. That is, I got to move on. There's a lot to cover here. Friend of mine writes The Talmud instructs us, ethics of our fathers, quote, In a place where there are no ethical and moral men, stand up and be a man of moral clarity for all to see by example. That would be men, that would be women, that would be you folks. You are moral men and women, you are moral people. Stick with it. Stand up and be counted. We are surrounded by... We are surrounded by moral midgets. Ethical dwarfs. By that I don't mean physical stature. I mean exactly what I'm saying. And that's what's taking place in this country. I want to touch on this issue of Iran... As we're moving and grooving. <laughs> I want to touch on this issue of Iran. And further discuss it in the next hour. Ladies and gentlemen, during the course of Bill Clinton's presidency, it was he 
and his administration that made it possible for two history-changing events to occur. And I'm not talking about the blue dress. Number one, technology flowed to the communist regime in China to make it possible for them to build and launch intercontinental ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads. Little do people remember that a mere 20 years ago, China could not launch a rocket. They would crash and burn. Within moments of takeoff. But they got the technology from the Clinton administration, or I should say surrogates that had support in Bill Clinton's campaign. Then there's North Korea. The Clinton administration's approach to North Korea made it possible for the North Koreans to move into the nuclear field, which is exactly what they've done. Communist China today, 20 years later, is considered by our intelligence agencies and our national security agencies and our defense agencies not only to be the number one threat to the United States of America, but on a peer level with us militarily. Did you hear me? We had eight years of Obama, Biden. They gutted the United States military while the Chinese were on the move. He ran around the world condemning America, trashing America, apologizing for America. Meanwhile, the Chinese, they saw their their gap. They saw the gap and they ran for it. And they see it now with Biden. North Korea, the same thing. Biden, Obama, Clinton made it possible for both of these communist regimes to become nuclear powers. And here we go again. Here we go again with Joe Biden and his team of reprobates, miscreants, and malcontents. Joe Biden is making it possible for the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran that keeps threatening our country to get ICBMs with nuclear warheads. And the Iranians have announced that they're going to they're going to move their program and they are going to move their program in such a way as they believe they will shortly have the capacity to make nuclear weapons and Joe Biden says today when he's confronted with it we're not happy about that even though they're going to be at 60% uranium but we're pleased they're willing to talk to us and so I'm here to predict something quite horrific under Joe Biden's watch if somebody doesn't do something to that regime in Iran the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran will have ICBMs with nuclear warheads aimed at American cities he's here he's here now broadcasting from the underground command post Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello, America. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We will get to your calls this evening. It is Friday, but we never take the foot off the gas pedal, as you know. We don't fill the show with fluff, endless guests, guests now and then, of course. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joe Biden, we talked about Iran, that Iran is on the move. And Joe Biden is very upset with them for saying that they're going to be at 60% uranium, which means they're well on their way to developing nuclear weapons. But we're glad we can talk to them. Cut 17 today. Go. It's been a while since we've uh, heard an update from you on how uh, the talks are going with Iran. Um, how are they going? And um, do you regard their decision to enrich to 60% um, as a, a step backwards, as a sign that they aren't serious about those negotiations? And, and for the, the Prime Minister, um, just a question on um, whether uh, it's irresponsible to uh, move forward with the Olympics when you have public health experts telling right, you that. That's the uh, Japanese uh, Prime Minister. Is it irresponsible to go forward with the Olympics now that we have vaccines and everything else? It's with this idiot. Anyway, go ahead. Thank you. Let me respond to the rank question. Uh, yeah, and try not to slur. Go ahead. Do not support and do not think it's at all helpful that Iran is saying it's going to move to enrich to 60%. Now, that's a statement of the obvious, don't you think, America? I don't think it's, just, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not at all helpful that they're going to move to 60% uranium. Oh, really? Go ahead. It is contrary to the agreement. We are... So they're breaking the agreement for the four billionth time. So what are you going to do about it? Go ahead. Uh, Please, that Iran has continued to agree to engage in discussions, uh, in direct discussions with us and with our, our, our partners on how we move forward and what is needed to allow us to move back into the JOPCA. So Let me tell you something. The Islamo-Nazis that run Iran are just thrilled with this idiot. We just announced to the whole world, we poked America in the eye, and we just said, we are enriching to 60% uranium. We are really going to uh, aggressively move now for uh, nuclear weapons. And he's pleased that Iran will allow us to talk to them either directly or through surrogates. And what I'm telling you is this man is going to be responsible, just as he and his boss and Clinton are responsible for what China and North Korea are today. They're going to be responsible for a nuclear Iran. Now, I want you to think about this. Forty years ago, China, North Korea didn't have nuclear weapons. They couldn't even fire missiles. Couldn't even fire missiles. Twenty-some years ago, China had difficulty getting rockets off the ground. This week, the the Director of National Intelligence announced that Communist China is on a par with the United States. That just happened? No, it was the Clinton administration that made much of this possible with both North Korea and China. It's the Obama-Biden administration that made much of this possible. 
in terms of, the, excuse me, the aggressive accel- uh, yeah, acceleration of their activities. Now, Iran, the Obama-Biden administration, created the path for Iran to get nuclear weapons. Donald Trump put his foot down, and he wanted to take out the regime the way Reagan took out the Soviet Union, economically, putting the pressure on. And in comes Biden. You know, I have to ask myself, folks, they say 60% of the American people, based on some survey or some poll, I don't know who did it, I don't know what it said, but let's play along, are happy with their president, Biden. They're very pleased. We have real problems in this country, if that's true. If 60% of the American people are pleased with a man who's destroying our constitutional republic, allowing open borders for foreigners to roll in here left and right, who is undermining our military, undermining our law enforcement by refusing to uh, support them, and making nice to all of our enemies. It's, it's an amazing thing. They accuse Trump of being friendly with the dictators. Really? I think the dictators like Biden. Even today, Russia. You're going to hear the, uh, the, uh, the files in uh, the media, I'm sure you have, or in print media, TV media, radio media. You're going to hear them slobber all over themselves about how we instigated uh, confrontation with Russia. I, I don't know what their problem is. The, maybe they have some fascistic blood. I don't know what the problem is. But you hear it even from Democrats. And some Republicans. Uh, and Putin has responded. Putin's a dictator. He's a dangerous man. They're messing around in Antarctica. They're building super fast missiles. To, to avoid us. Uh, they have attacked. They have attacked our cyber system. All throughout this country. And we can't have appeasers. In the face of this. Whether it's China or Russia or Iran or North Korea. No we're not neocons. What does that mean exactly? Just another phrase. You know for the anti-Semites. Oh you must be a neocon. Oh I can say that left and right. And nobody can accuse me of any. Ooh, you're a neocon. Or you must be a militarist. You want intervention all the time. Intervention. No. Reagan showed us what it meant. And so did Trump by the way. They both did. It's possible to have real enemies out there. You know ladies and gentlemen. And it is ridiculous to ignore them. More Biden, go ahead. Part of it again, that we should have never gotten out of it, in my view. Uh, without, uh, wow, we should have never gotten out of it, in his view. That entire agreement was sold to the American people on a lie. And the administration at that time bragged about it to the Washington Post. Even the feckless UN had to say that the Iranians were violating it left and right. Even today, the Iranians will not allow inspections. The fact that the Europeans go along with it, who cares? The Europeans? They went along with Hitler for the longest time. We should go along with them? No, we have to make our own independent judgments. Iran was in a box, and it was only a matter of time until that regime collapsed. And Joe Biden? He opened the box, Pandora's box. Then he said to them, what would you like from us? 
And they said, we hate you, and we are now processing our uranium at 60%. Now, we pedestrians don't understand all that, but what that means is nuclear level. Oh, you are? Yes. Well, I'm sorry we ever got out of the deal. I really am. You know, that was Trump's fault. So we're going to make up for it. We want to talk to you directly or through the back door. We're pressuring the South Koreans to uh, give you money if we can. And by the way, there's a story today. We're pressuring the Israelis to shut up. Don't talk about Iran anymore. Do you know what our intelligence agencies are doing? They're leaking information they're getting from the Israelis about Iran to our media. And then they're telling the Israelis they need to shut up. It's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. The Israelis are our first line of defense against this this regime. But you wouldn't know it. I am sad to say, as I sit here today, that the Biden administration is doing everything it can to arm the Iranian regime with nuclear weapons. That may not be their intention, but boy, are they stupid if it's not. They are arming the Iranian regime. They have turned their back on the Abraham Accords. They are arming the Palestinian terrorists. That's what they're doing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. So we have a, uh, an ambassador to the United Nations, an African-American woman, as Jen Psaki keeps reminding us. Uh, her name is Linda Thomas-Greenfield. She hates her country. She trashes her country. She trashes her country, our country, on the international scene in ways we've never seen before. Biden has populated his administration with people like this. It's got a rainbow coalition of Marxists who just hate this country. And yet they serve in the highest positions. You'd think they'd leave America, right? Go somewhere where there's the workers' paradise. Maybe Cuba or Venezuela or North Korea or communist China where I'm sure they'd be welcome with open arms. But no, they stay in America and trash America. It's the strangest damn thing. Then they want to serve in high office. Why? Because they love our country or they want to undermine it? So a reporter 
asks Pisaki about the uh, ambassador to the UN, Linda Thomas-Greenfield. Cut for go. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, talking to her group on Wednesday, said that, essentially said that white supremacy is woven into our founding documents and principles. Now, this statement is getting widely criticized as essentially parroting Chinese Communist Party talking points. So is the president... And by by the way, uh, that is the case, and of course Biden does it too. Our media do it, too. The Communist Party in China love the American media. And they love the Democrat Party today. Go ahead. ...to remove her from her position as the representative before that body to promote United States values. Is the president going to remove an African-American woman with decades of experience? No, she didn't say, is the president going to remove an African-American woman with decades of experience? She said... Will the president remove an American-hating reprobate? That's what she asked. You nitwit. Go ahead. Service, who's widely respected around the world from her position. Well, she's a- not widely respected here. She may be widely respected among our enemies. You notice a woman like this is never attacked by Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, Mr. Producer. You notice a woman like this is never attacked by a single host on MSNBC or CNN. You notice that, America? She's not attacked in the front pages of the New York Times or the Washington Post. Our media have thrown in and, in fact, lead this effort. Go ahead. To the UN, he is not. He, will t- he is proud to have her in that position. He, she is not only qualified, uh, he believes she is exactly the right person in that role at this She's moment. exactly the right person. 60% of America must agree. She's exactly the right person. If the Republicans can't win in a landslide in 2022, I mean, we got to wash our hands of them. If they can't win in a landslide, I mean, really? You don't even have to make stuff up. Just quote these people. Unless 60% of the American people hate themselves. You know, when people hate America, they're talking about you. Whatever your race, background, religion, whatever it is. If you hate America, you hate Americans. It's that simple. Go ahead. I have not seen her comments. I will say that there's no question. Now, why are you commenting about it, you idiot? And she's seen her comments. She knows well what the woman said. Go ahead. A history of institutional racism in this country, and that doesn't require the U.N. ambassador. Now, we don't have institutional racism today, period. And there's no evidence that we do. We're a fantastic country. We've had to do a lot to get to the point where we are today. But we don't have institutional racism. You know what? Yes, we do. We do have institutional racism. It's in the Democrat Party. It's in critical race theory. It's in the Biden administration. So I I check myself here. Yes, there is institutional racism right now being pushed by the left. Go ahead. Confirm that. Essentially the same lecture, though, that the Chinese delegation gave Secretary Blinken in Alaska last month. So does the president think our founding documents are racist? Uh, I would say that uh, I will uh, I will leave my comments. Isn't it amazing that we have a press idiot here who can't say our founding documents are fantastic? We now have a political party that doesn't even believe in our founding, that embraces some tripe 
some fabricated superficial crap put together by the New York Times? Isn't it amazing? She can't just come out and say, look, our founding document is fantastic. Our Constitution is wonderful. Do you know even she takes an oath to uphold the Constitution? And so my question is, did Joe Biden take an oath on a racist document? Did Jim Crow Joe take an oath on a racist document? There's going to be a day, I hate to say this, but it's true, when they're going to eliminate taking an oath to uphold the Constitution. Because it's racist, you see. And this is how the Marxists are undermining this country. Go ahead. ...for themselves, and certainly I think most people recognize the history of systemic racism in our country. I believe Uh, your family was responsible for systemic racism, specifically your family, Pasaki. If there's systemic racism, right? So I believe the Pasaki family has been involved in systemic racism. I believe the Biden family has been involved in systemic racism. I think Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, systemic racists. I do. Wolf Blitzer. D, uh, what's it? Uh, Fredo Cuomo. Scarborough, Mika. Sure, it's systemic, so they're racist too. All of them are, look, they're all white, so obviously they're racist because it's systemic. We don't excuse people. Look at all the whites in the Democrat Party in the Senate. They rely on African-Americans to win their elections, but they're almost all white. So obviously, the vast majority of Democrats in the Senate are systemically racist. Just the way it is. Hunter Biden, racist. Has to be. Now, what kind of claptrap is this? What kind of BS is this? To listen to this idiot, this this so-called press secretary about systemic racism, historic racism, and so forth. You know, if I could, I'd walk her through the battlefields of the Civil War to show her in Gettysburg that 51,000 men lost their lives in one battle. 51,000 men in two and a half days. Do you know what that hell must have been like? Do you know what that must have been like? With the noise of the cannons and the noise of the rifles. And men screaming in pain. Limbs blown off left and right. The horses shot out right from under them. Do you know what that must have been like? Well, think of a baseball stadium with 51,000 people. Think of it. A fight to end slavery. No country ever in human history has ever done that. None. And all I have to hear is from somebody who's never contributed to her country, go on and on, trashing America. We're a great people. And but for these fools, we'd be a united people. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do here. I'm not going to sit here every evening and comment on a police encounter or a police shooting. I'm not going to do it. 
We're all sitting here in the comfort of our homes or comfort of our automobiles or offices or restaurants or wherever you are. Looking at these things and passing judgment on them. That's fine. You have every right to do it. I'm not going to use this program to advance a narrative that the media keep pushing. The media are not in the inner cities day in and day out. They're not in the inner cities day in and day out covering black-on-black crime, which is the vast majority of deaths that occur to young black men. They're not doing it. And they have no intention of doing it. The media are not giving wall-to-wall coverage to the execution of police officers. They're not going to do it. It's the same media who lied to you day in and day out, folks. The same media. Now, if there's an occasion where we have a real news story, that's fine. But to sit here day in and day out and do commentary like it's some sporting event because this is what's being pushed, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because the vast majority of deaths, the overwhelming number of deaths, have nothing to do with police officers. Ever. Ever. And I know that so-called activists, so-called athletes, so-called broadcasters, so-called news people, these are the sort of things they want to focus on. They don't want to focus on what's really going on in America and what's really going on in communities. And then they could trash the cops, the same cops that have been celebrated for 9-11. They can trash the cops left and right, push a radical left agenda, talk about defunding or slashing police forces or re-imaging them. Of course Barack Obama can talk about re-imaging cops. He doesn't live in these neighborhoods. He left them a long time ago. LeBron James left them a long time ago. He lives with white people. In multi-million dollar homes. Let's talk turkey here. Let's be honest. I'm not going to sit here every night and every evening. And start going over a video and trashing cops. Because that's not what's going on in this country. That's not the reason people are dying in this country. Inner city gangs, that's the reason. Tell me, how many videos have we seen of inner city gangs? How many day in and day out stories have we seen about inner city gangs? I don't see any of them, do you? People are mowed down left and right. Horror takes place. Families suffer. It's as if it's not happening. This isn't the real world we're watching here focused on one case over here or one case over there. Thousands of people are dying. Thousands. I bet if you go into these areas, these dangerous crime-ridden areas in our cities, and you ask the families that have suffered as a result of losing a child, and you ask them, what is your greatest fear? What is your greatest fear? A cop? Oh, I'll even tee it up better. A white cop? Or these gangs? Why don't they go into these communities and ask these questions? 
because they're getting an answer they may not like. That's why. We are focused on the wrong thing. We are focused on the wrong thing. You would think we'd be focused on that which is causing these vast numbers of murders in our streets, but we're not. Shiny objects like gun control, like criminals and gang members give a crap about gun control. Or the cops. Like the cops are going into the cities and mowing people down when clearly that is ridiculous. The whole nation's attention is on one video or another video. How many people died in Chicago last weekend? Do you folks know? I don't know. I'd have to Google it, but I'll bet there were a number of them. How many people have died in Chicago? Do you know murder in our major cities is up over 50%? Not because of cops. Not because of white supremacy. No. Not because of Donald Trump or Donald Trump supporters. I'm going to shock you. And shock myself, actually. But I have to give credit, begrudgingly, where credit is due. You see, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, their ilk, they're never going to say anything that is rational because they are obsessed with attacking still Trump, attacking conservatives, attacking Republicans. This is how they make their money. This is how they buy an estate in Jupiter, Florida. I am no fan of Don Lemon. Matter of fact, I dislike him immensely. I think he's done a lot of damage to this country about things that he has said. And the reason the damage isn't worse from CNN generally is because very few people watch it. But he said something yesterday regarding Adam Toledo, which made sense. I didn't watch it live. Why would I watch CNN live? I have a life. I have a life. I'd rather deal with a hernia than watch CNN, quite frankly. But Mr. Producer found this clip, and I had to play it twice. And then I had to read the transcript. I said, are you sure about this? And here's what Don Lemon, D. Lemon, had to say. Cut six, go. I just think at this point, we cannot judge all police shootings. We cannot put them all in the same realm. They make split-second decisions, and some decisions, sometimes they are tragic, sometimes they are warranted, sometimes they are not. It is terrible that this is a 13-year-old boy, and his family, I know, is suffering, and the people who love him. Um, But we, we have to see what happens. It's, look... I wouldn't want to be a police officer. I just would not want to be a police officer. And you know what they'll say to you? What? Oh, yeah, you would have when I joined, but not now. And then they will immediately say, thanks to people like you. I don't think and that's right. I, I don't believe that. I don't think that, look, no I'm one telling gets, you, that's no, what they say. No, I know, that's what they say, but no, one is, no profession is beyond reproach. No, there is not one profession where it cannot be improved. Uh, I know that there are different circumstances for different professions. I did not sign up to go into danger uh, as a police officer. I did sign up to go into danger possibly as if we have to go to war, if we have to go out there on the streets and cover it. But that is not in my job description. That is in a police officer's job description. It's also to keep the peace. It is also uh, part of their jobs to be able to make those split-second decisions and, and make the right decision. So while we're saying, hey, I don't, it's tough, I don't know what I would do, police officers are trained to do that. I'm not. The average person is not trained to do that. All right, fair enough. 
You know, that is really the Don Lemon of old, Mr. Producer, isn't it? The Don Lemon of old before he, he went whack job left wing. That is a rational Don Lemon. It's actually something I've been saying here. Every case has to be looked at differently. There's no systemic stuff. You don't have cops sitting in their cruisers. They're getting out of their cruisers to stop somebody in their car and say, all right, I'm a systemically white racist, so let me, let me see what I could do. That's not what happens. That's certainly not what happened in this case with Toledo, the 13-year-old. Certainly not what happened in the case with Wright, the 20-year-old. And then we have Antifa and we have uh, Black Lives Matter out there. I saw another video, I believe it was on Right Scoop, another great site. This rioting taking place as a result of the, the accidental shooting of Wright. And there's a, a black gentleman, he, he's a big guy, he looks to be middle-aged, he's well-dressed, and he is, he's had enough. He's getting, pulling the umbrellas back from the Antifa slobs and thugs. He's, he's telling them to cut it out, look what you're doing. He's in a fury. He's trying to get them to stop. And most of these people are white, by the way. They're white Marxists. What they are, they're anarchists. And they exploit black people, and they exploit cops, and they exploit these situations. Because that's what Marxists do. And that's what anarchists do. And he was just furious. A courageous man. His neighborhood. They're sick and tired of seeing these things happen in their neighborhood. Now this is going on what? Three, four nights? And we haven't heard from Joe Biden since the first time he spoke. In which he barely condemned what was going on. But that's enough, right? You haven't heard a word from Kamala Harris. You haven't heard from the Attorney General of the United States. You haven't heard from anybody. What does Schumer think? Nothing. Pelosi, not a word. It's shocking. Absolutely shocking. I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Joe on the Mark Levin app in the state of Illinois, the state of Little Dick Durbin. How are you, sir? 
I'm well. How are you, Mark? Very well. Thank you. Yeah, Speaker, uh, forever hold yourself. Go right ahead. You, you played that montage earlier, and it's just like it, it's, a, it's a perfect example of a, uh, an echo chamber where it's like it's almost like a rumor is spread in the media. It seeps mm-hmm. into like the political. It's a perfect example of it. It's uh, like a microcosm of one example, and it's it's uh, it got me thinking of like you know our friends on the left that only consume that information. It's it's uh it's pretty much how I kind of stepped outside because I was left leaning more myself. Uh, right. Just like uh, six months ago. But, um, Six months ago, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Just, what changed you? Uh, I was uh, I was on a Reddit post, and uh, some some post got censored that was talking about you know it was like a pro-Trump kind of post, and uh, it was censored, and I, it kind of threw me off. And um, I don't know, it got me all wrapped up into politics. I, I have a lot, I had a lot more time with COVID. I never cared about politics until... Uh, so you started to think for yourself. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know... And, and, you know, this is very important because you really do have to break loose from what you've been taught in school, the indoctrination mills, from what you watch on the television screen, what you hear in most news uh, network programs on radio. you got to break away from ESPN and these athletes and so forth. I mean, you really do have to fight the culture and be an independent, free-thinking human being to figure out what's going on. It's like um, the fact that it was a total lie is just the... um, I mean, to accuse the President of the United States, and the New York Times knew exactly what it was doing. It's done very uh, uh, devious and uh, things, and diabolical things during its existence, to accuse a President of the United States of knowing and being briefed on uh, Russia paying bounties to the Taliban to execute American citizens, kill, excuse me, uh, kill American soldiers. Does it get any more blasphemous than, uh, blasphemous than that? I don't think so. Well, the thing, too, is that, you know, the very people that were exposed to this and still believe it are not going to know that it was a lie. That's, that's the problem with this. You're right, because it's not going to get any attention. Joe, thank you for your call, and thank you for joining the side of liberty. We can use as many people as possible. Mitchell, North Brunswick, New Jersey, on the Mark Levin. <coughs> excuse me, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Mitchell? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you. So, going back real quick on what you were talking about with race, I think it's a major problem, and it's a shame that this administration, Democrats, are using that as a political agenda for political game. It's it's a shame. Well, when you think about it, they always do. I mean, they've changed uh, positions on it, but they always do. They always uh, exploit... The minorities, for one cause or another, for one economic system or another, uh, because of their power. The Democrat Party cannot have power unless it exploits minorities. 
Now, they can exploit minorities to try and attract racist votes, as which they did for so many years early in our history, or they can exploit minorities for the purpose of trying to scare them into voting for them, which is what they do now. And this is what Joe Biden does, and he's an expert at it because he's played both sides. Joe Biden has been a segregationist racist, and now he's a, a, uh, a, a neo-Marxist racist, in my humble opinion. But it's always about exploitation, because nothing they're proposing and nothing they are doing is, is going to help the lot of black people, or frankly any people, for that matter. All right, Mitchell, I appreciate your call, my friend. You know, it's Friday, Mr. Producer. It doesn't even feel like Friday to me. We only have one hour left. And my, by the way, we have a unbelievable Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday at 8 p.m. We have John Radcliffe and Newt Gingrich. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Justice Stephen Breyer. He's sort of iconic in liberal circles, or at least was. As I've told you, he was a circuit court judge. He worked on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He was Kennedy's guy on that committee. He's a doctrinaire liberal. Nice guy, they say. I don't really care. He's been on the court for some time. And um, he was in Har- at Harvard last week. Imagine that. And asked about this issue of changing the court. And I wanted you to hear his own words. Cut eight. Go. The rule of law has weathered many threats, but it remains sturdy. I hope and expect that the court will retain its authority, an authority that my stories have shown was hard won. But that authority, like the rule of law, depends on trust a trust that the court is guided by legal principle, not politics. Structural alteration motivated by the perception of political influence can only feed that latter perception. Further eroding that trust, there is no shortcut. There's no shortcut. Trust in the courts without which our system cannot function requires knowledge. It requires understanding. It requires engagement. In a word, it requires work. Work on the part of all citizens. And we must undertake that work together. Now, that was his response when asked about packing the court. There's a man by the name of Mondaire Jones, who's a newly elected member of Congress. 
Uh, he's clearly a Marxist. He's one of the crowd with AOC and Presley and their ilk. And he's asked about this, and he's only been in Congress about 14 minutes. It doesn't matter. He knows everything, as most Marxists do. Cut seven, go. Many Democrats say perhaps Justice Ginsburg should have considered retiring while President Obama was still in term. Should Justice Breyer retire while Joe Biden is commander in chief? There is no question that Justice Breyer, for whom I have great respect, should retire at the end of this term. I mean, my goodness, have we not learned our lesson? Uh, and, and so I'm really excited about the opportunity for this president, uh, President Biden, to appoint and then for the Senate to confirm jurists on the Supreme Court who are not hostile to our democracy, who will adjudicate cases that will protect and preserve voting rights, uh, and that will respect the will of Congress. I, this guy's making no sense whatsoever. Protect the will of Congress, adjudicate cases that protect voting rights, and so forth and so on. The job of a Supreme Court justice is to uphold the United States Constitution. That's the job. Go ahead. It's really an activist 6-3 majority that we have that struck There's not an activist 6-3 majority. There's an activist 6-3 or 5-4 to four majority, and that would include the three leftists. John Roberts, and from time to time, Kavanaugh, and even Coney, unfortunately. Go ahead. Voting Rights Act in 2013, uh, a Voting Rights Act that had been reauthorized in 2006 unanimously in the Senate. Imagine that. Uh, and nearly unanimously in the House of Representatives. So there's something very different about today's Supreme Court, and now it's more conservative than Now you're was. full of crap. You're a dummy. Now let me just say this. They keep talking about the Voting Rights Act in 2013. Let me try this again so even uh, Mondaire Jones and the leftists and the media can understand because all they do is lie and twist and turn. There are different aspects of the Voting Rights Act. The federal cause of action for an individual who believes their voting rights have been violated, that they've been discriminated against and so forth can bring an independent federal cause of action in federal court. That has not been changed, and that won't be changed. What the Supreme Court said about another part of the Voting Rights Act that's been in place for a long time, and that applied to a handful of states, and by the way, they even applied it to parts of Pennsylvania, as an example, parts of Ohio. These things tend to get out of control. They said there is no evidence in all these years and all these decades of these states systemically violating the voting rights of any aspect of its population. So the federal government doesn't have the authority any longer and it doesn't have the justification any longer to oversee basically every detail of the voting activities that occur in these states. So they defederalized it. And this has been a big issue, a bugaboo with the hard left. But nothing's changed from before when that provision was still overhanging these states and afterwards. 
They haven't shown any evidence that the court was wrong. None. But they need causes. They need to attack. And so that's what they do. And so Mondaire Jones, recent to Congress, but it doesn't matter, he brings his ideology. Uh, This is his uh, position, his viewpoint. That Breyer needs to resign so we can get somebody younger in there. Because he wants to politicize the court, and I'm sure he supports adding justices to the court. I'm I'm sure he opposes major aspects of the Constitution. I have a question. I kind of nibbled on this uh, the other day, but I have a question. On July 4th of this year, on July 4th of this year, will the Democrats be celebrating Independence Day? Will Joe Biden be celebrating Independence Day? Will Independence Day be celebrated on the White House lawn? In front of the Washington Monument? In front of the Lincoln Memorial? Will Independence Day be celebrated? What are you talking about, Mark? What am I talking about? The Democrat Party, the New York Times, the teachers' unions, and all the rest have been telling us, no, 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 the country really didn't begin in 1776. It began in 1619. We're going to have a fireworks on 1619? Or is July 4th going to be our day of independence? Corporations like the one I work for, I think they've decided both, haven't they, Mr. Producer? What's that day called? I even I can't remember it. What's it called? I think Juneteenth is now an official day off, is that correct? Uh, for the uh, for the major corporation that I work for, I believe. Juneteenth is a day off, and I guess July 4th is a day off. Isn't that kind of convoluted? If Juneteenth represents the founding of America, then how can July 4th represent the founding of America? Well, rationality and consistency, uh, unfortunately, is not, uh, is not to be expected in every quarter of this society, that's for sure. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, there's a man in this country who's been uh, tracking the totalitarians among us for decades and decades. He was once among them. 
and he's a voice of liberty, and he's a voice especially now we need to listen to. David Horowitz, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, Mark. Well, you've written I want a fan- to start off by uh, yeah. just saying what a wonderful job you're doing in alerting Americans to the threat that we face to, to our country. It's very late in the day. It's late in the day. First of all, thank you. Uh, you're right. It's very late in the day, which is why this is so important. The book's called The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. First of all, uh, David Horowitz, this totalitarian movement tried to get rid of Donald Trump and the Donald Trump movement to get them out of the way so we could get what we're getting today, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, obstructing a presidency. Uh, you know, our whole system is, as you know better than anybody, is based on compromise. That's what the founders, the founders were afraid of a political faction um, seizing majority through lies and delusions uh, and just, um, you know, oppressing everybody. Mm-hmm. And the Democrat Party is on a mission to do just that. You know, the news this week, of course, is the packing of the Supreme Court. This, the separation of powers is the, it's the linchpin of, of our system. Uh, the, the founders, uh, you know, our founding was very paradoxical, as you know. The founders put sovereignty into the hands of the people, but they distrusted. <laughs> they just, they, they, they had studied the fate of democracies of the past and they mistrusted the people and so they put in this system of checks and balances and the Democrats have set out systematically to destroy it packing the Supreme Court eliminating the Electoral College opening our southern borders and obliterating the distinction between citizenship and non-citizenship all these are aimed at creating a one-party state and of course their big campaign against photo IDs, which is <laughs> it is to make stealing elections for them easier. Uh, there's no rationale whatsoever for opposing photo IDs. Poor black people who they say uh, the vote is being suppressed, whose vote is, they say is being suppressed, are not stupid. You, and you can't get food stamps, as you know, and you probably said on this show, without a photo ID. And if photo IDs were the problem, the solution would be a government program to provide everybody yeah, a photo exactly. ID. Yeah. But that's not what they want, because they want to steal elections. Now, you make a lot of great points in this book. Now, one of the things you point out in the book, and the book is The Enemy Within, and ladies and gentlemen, you can go to my social sites. That's not Twitter and Facebook, but uh, uh, you can go to Parler, uh, where we have five and a half million followers, and you go to Rumble, and you go directly to Amazon.com, as a matter of fact. You point out in your book that Obama was the point of no return. What do you mean by that? Well, Obama came from the same background that I did. He was raised by communists. Um, The difference between us is that when I realized uh, that the communist movement was evil and that the left was a hate America left, it was not about justice or peace or anything like that. I left it, and, and the first thing I wanted to do was warn other people. Because Americans are, you know, they're very generous 
uh, to a fault. Uh, they take people at their word. You know, they consider them to be honest. Whereas the left, it lives by the lie, because if it if it openly said what it intends and what it although. You know, the left now is is revealing its agenda, its sinister agendas more than ever. Mm-hmm. But the Communist Party, for example, during the Cold War, you know, my parents or everybody I knew wanted Stalin to win. They described themselves as Jeffersonian Democrats. Um, Obama never left the left. And Obama, Obama is the real, the left, I should say, I've been watching the left take over the Democrat Party since 1968, which is when it began with the riot at the Democrat convention. And with Obama, they did it. The the hate America left is in power in Washington. You have, I mean, one of the first things that... Um, Biden said, I think it was almost his first statement, was that systemic racism touches every aspect of American life. Mm-hmm. That is a monstrous lie. It's worthy of our Chinese and Iranian and enemies and Putin. Uh, there is no systemic racism in America aside from affirmative action policies, which have been you know, given a pass by the Supreme Court one of the worst decisions they made. Um, There can't be because it's illegal under the Civil Rights Act. So if police departments were systemically racist, aside from having to fire all those black police chiefs in major American cities, uh, there would be a tsunami of lawsuits with tens of millions of dollars in judgments because it's just explicitly outlawed by the Civil Rights Act. There are no such uh, lawsuits, and that's because there's no systemic racism in our institutions. What do you make of... Uh, systemic racism is we're introducing every day. What do, you, what do you make of this uh, aggressive and intense war on the cops? Uh, typical totalitarian movement, I guess. It's a... Mark, it's a national lynch mob. What lynch mobs want is they want the verdict first and the sentence and then the trial. They don't really want the trial. And that's what just happened this week with this poor woman in uh, in, uh, Brooklyn Center, Kim Potter. 26 years of stellar service on the police force protecting uh, the citizens of that city. Now her life has been ruined. No investigation, no determination of the facts. Uh, And this violent criminal whom she shot because he was resisting arrest, um, he's somehow the victim. Uh And they're going to, of course, you know, they're going to milk the city for billions of dollars. Uh, the way George Floyd's family got $27 million, and Breonna Taylor, who was an, a, a criminal accomplice of a major drug dealer, and got killed because her current boyfriend shot the police when they came with a warrant, her family got $12 million. 
it's kind of it's just a nightmare what's happened to our country. Uh, and and I don't see any dissenting voices on the left. I think that's the most troubling aspect. The Biden administration, uh, you know, it's filled with racists and anti-Semites. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, can we keep you over the bottom of the hour here? Uh, I'm going to have to take a hard break sure, soon. All right, I'm talking to David Horowitz. He has a fantastic new book out. It's called The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. I would like to strongly encourage you to get a copy of this. Friday's the perfect time, uh, so you can have it over the weekend. You can get it at Amazon.com, any major bookstore. Uh, and you can go on my social sites. If you're there commenting and so forth, we have a link right there, Mark Levin, at Mark Levin Show Parlor, at Mark Levin Show Rumble. We'll be right back with David Horowitz. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. We're here with David Horowitz. The book is excellent book. The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. You can get it on Amazon.com. If you go to uh, my parlor site, you can get it linked there, and you get it in any, any major bookstore, and this weekend's the perfect time to do it. So the Democrats um, have exploited this virus from Fauci at the federal level uh, to these governors and so forth. Uh, did you think it would happen this fast? And is, is, no, is it going to be no, difficult I'm, I'm, to, to uh, cleanse ourselves of this? I'm, I'm shocked at the rate at which it's going. I have a whole chapter called The Invisible War. Um, if you remember, Trump at the outset said, we're in a war that's affecting all Americans. And everybody sort of realized that because, you know, there was all this talk about how we have to come together uh, and fight this as Americans. Um, and Trump did that. He provided ventilators to his enemies, Cuomo and Newsom, um, and, and fought it as a president should for all Americans. And the Democrats had a laser focus on using the virus to destroy Trump. They accuse him of Biden, who's he makes Trump's relationship to the truth look like that of a Boy Scout. He, he's mm-hmm. such a liar, Biden. 
in the camp in the, the, the was the last debate he accused Trump of killing every coronavirus patient when in fact Trump had no control over the health care systems it's in the hand, we we have a federal system it's in the hands of the governors it's the Cuomos who decide lockdowns and social distancing and masks mm-hmm. not Trump I, I, it's unreal what the Democrats are getting away with and very, very depressing. It's a fascistic party. Yep. And I wish, that, you know, my main complaint about conservatives is they're too damn polite. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that we would stop calling these people liberals. Yeah. When there's, they're, they're not liberal about anything except hard drugs, sex, spending yeah. other people's money, coddling criminals, and giving aid and comfort to our enemies. Uh, and opening our borders in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, if a million illegals are going to come across the border, as they conservatively estimate, that's 100,000 COVID carriers, 100,000. They're just going to kill Americans, is mm-hmm. what the Democrat Party is going to do, and they get away with it, partly because uh, conservatives are too polite but also because the media is so corrupt. It's just filled with people who are not really journalists. They were trained in our universities, which somebody referred to the other day as Maoist universities, which mm-hmm. is what they are. You know, uh, David Horowitz, you, you, you hit a very important point, the media in this country, which is utterly corrupt. You saw today that... Uh, even under the Biden administration, the intel organization said, no, you know, uh, the, the Trump was right. They didn't say that. I'm saying that, that the Putin did not uh, put bounties on the heads of American soldiers via the Taliban. And they used that in June and July to beat him over the head with that over and over again. And when Trump said that's fake news, fake news, you know, the truth is, David Horowitz, Trump was always telling the truth. He was always telling the truth. He was always attacking the media. The media were always lying. When you compare Biden and Trump, uh, Trump exaggerated his crowds. That's the lies that the Washington Post list, that kind of thing. Like every politician exaggerates their crowd size. But Trump, he made promises to get elected, and he kept those promises. That's the most important thing. You tell the voting public, what you stand for, and then you stand for it. Biden lied through his teeth through the campaign. He pretended to be a moderate. He said he was going to be, kept repeating, he was going to be the president of all Americans, even those Republicans who didn't vote for him. And, and, he, and he wasn't going to use executive orders because that's what dictators use. The first thing he does when he comes in is issue, what is it, 30, 35 executive orders, and the common thread of each one of them is it's a poker in the eye of every Trump voter. It's just undoing what Trump did, even when it was beneficial, like securing the southern border. Um, I, I, have, I, I don't have words to describe the, my contempt for Joseph Biden. A nasty piece of work. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw him during the campaign bullying his own supporters. But I, I just, a, what did he say about this, these, this non-existent bounties? He called Trump Putin's puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a vicious human being. And not to mention, it's the second 
major crime family we have in the White House in the, gen- the generation. I, I, w- I want to say something about the fascism yeah. of the Pelosi regime. On the same day that this poor woman in, in Minnesota, Kim Potter, is, has had her life and career destroyed by a uh-huh. lynch mob, uh-huh. the Justice Department, whose civil rights division is headed by a Farrakhan racist, Kristen Clark, uh, announced, one, they're not going to reveal the identity of the Capitol Police officer who murdered Ashley Babbitt. Uh, and two, there would be no charges against him. Uh, the, the, the January 6th affair was treated by Pelosi and the Democrats as, as a Reichstag fire. Uh, the Weimar Republic was a democracy. Hitler actually won the chancellorship, and when he got in power, the Nazi party set fire to their capital, which was the Reichstag, blamed it on the Dutch communist, and then used that to lay the foundations of the Third Reich by mm-hmm. passing laws suppressing their political opponents. The Democrats did the same thing uh, over January 6th. They called it an armed insurrection when there were no arms, and it was not an insurrection, mm-hmm. uh, and it was much less offensive uh, than, say, Linda Sarsour leading a mob into the uh, confirmation hearings, into the Judiciary Committee hearings on Justice Kavanaugh, where there were hundreds of arrests, and their goal was to obstruct the procedures of the Congress, and the Democrats defended that as democracy in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what did Pelosi did? She ordered, what, 25,000 troops, $500 million, and the, Dem- the Democrats were calling for the heads of Josh Hawley and uh, Ted Cruz uh, for questioning an election result. When they had questioned the results, you know, they challenged actually the certification of the electors uh, in 2016 and 2004 and 2000. It's, it's, uh, their hypocrisy is unreal. But it's because they're protected by a, a media uh, which is filled with other fascists, racists. Like uh, I, I, I never thought I'd live to see this in America. But. Mm. And you know what? To hear you say that is really chilling, because you've seen everything. You've seen it from inside and out. And uh, these are very, very uh, difficult times. There's no question about it. We can't be Pollyannas about it, but it's books like yours. It's other people out there who are fighting at the local state level. They need to be encouraged. We need to expand our efforts. We can't just rely on the Republican Party. I don't think the Republican Party has the foggiest idea of what they're up against and what's going on. You do. That's why I want folks to get this book tonight and this week in The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. David Horowitz, I want to thank you very much, and thank you for all your years of patriotism, my friend. Thank you, Mark. I, can I just have one yeah. little coda here? My hope is this. When I came into the right in the mid-'80s, I voted for Reagan in '84. I looked around, and I said, where's the ground army? The left have these they're lynch mobs. Yeah. They have all these organizations that harass and threaten politicians and corporations. That's why these corporations are are opposing voter IDs, because they're terrified of being attacked uh, 
mm-hmm. by the by the left, uh, and the right had nothing. The, the, not, and it started. The right started to organize with the Tea Party, but it was nothing compared to what Trump has done. Trump has created the largest conservative mass movement in our history. I mean, I single out one one city, the event he gave in Butler, Pennsylvania. I looked up the population there. It was 1,204 people. He had 50,000 people come in a, on a cold night to hear him. That 30 and seconds. That That's what can save the country. Mm-hmm. People on the right, patriots getting organized. You're right. And David... Uh... We wish the best of uh, health and safety to you. And uh, again, folks, go ahead and get this book. It is The Enemy Within, David Horowitz. And good luck to you. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Mark. All right. God bless you. And we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong. And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's take a call. Let's go to Dale, Florence, Arizona, on the Mark Levin app. Dale, how are you? I'm good, Mark. How about you? I'm all right. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I have a whooping cough, but other than that, I'm fine. No, I'm just kidding. Go right ahead. Well, if I start if I start coughing, bear with me. I'm asthmatic, so i got to get through that. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with the call screener earlier. I'm 68, former Marine. i got a four-year-old dependent, and you inspired me months ago. When you told everybody that was calling, when they said, uh, what can we do? And you said, what can you do? So in my own way, I'm trying to do what I can do, part of which is I'm dealing with some liberal professors on the East Coast. Uh, I wrote a letter to uh, several. Uh, one of them, I utilized your um, a couple of your articles in regard to the election, Pennsylvania being one of them. And I wanted to get a copy of it to you, courtesy. And Mr. Call Screener said I should talk with you Uh but before I, before I do that, I wanted to, before I forget. I've got 40 seconds. Project. Okay, this 1619 project that they're talking about, by the way, uh, we weren't under American law in 1619. We were under British law. So if they want, they want to pursue that, they need to go over there and do it. Yeah, they don't really care. Uh, this is all a front for tearing down the country, dispiriting the people, uh, you know, brainwashing our children. And that's exactly what they're doing. Listen, send that to uh, Mr. Call Screener. He'll tell you where to send it. I'd be happy to look at it, Dale. And thank you for your service. I'm sorry about your asthma. I get that from time to time as well. 
Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, come hell or high water, we play a, a what do we play? America. Here we go. Don't forget, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we have a fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levin uh, with Ratcliffe and Gingrich. And, of course, me. So I hope you'll, if you can't watch this live, you'll DVR. You won't be disappointed. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey and Pepsi. Good night, Smokey and Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, little Barney. And Dad and Mom and Leo... 
The family miss you all terribly.